All right, everybody, another podcast that's going to require you to have to go get your Bibles. Yes. And it might ruin a treasured Bible verse for you. It yeah. might not because. That's what we should call these Brandon Ruins. Haven't you said that before? Brandon well, that Ruins was Matt, Treasured. That was Matt Whitman's okay, thing Okay, I knew I he heard it from somewhere. He had Ruins Treasured Bible Verses. Yeah. Where he did that, and he did it, Jeremiah 29, 11. So this is kind of like where that comes from. Oh, did he do idea. this one too? Yeah, he okay. did this one too. Because See it's what I there. know. Well, so everybody knows now. Sorry. So Jeremiah 29, 11, everybody. That is the topic of discussion <laughs> today. It's one of the most taken out of context verses yes. that is taught. But I think mostly it's just one of the verses that just people because it's like on mugs and t-shirts and everybody everybody on has seen this Instagram verse on like hashtag girl boss yeah and everybody whatever. puts this on here and and assumes that it applies to them and it's just for people to, and i don't mean to make anybody feel guilty or stupid or anything like that because i certainly have done because you, maybe you're listening to this yeah, while drinking out of your it, mug that like, says this and you're like oh stink and I definitely have done it, so don't feel bad. Oh, yeah. You know, it's anybody can fall victim to this, but this is probably one of the more serious ones that you need to to understand what it means in context. Well, I think we've gotten very comfortable with throwing scripture on, you know, cutesy little images that we share online, that we pin, um, signs we put up in our house, yeah, I mean, mugs, even, shirts, Even the whatever. verse of the day attitude yes. gives you that. Kind and of. so whenever you see any scripture being used before you go and reshare it or you purchase it or you hang it up in your house or whatever, the important thing is to go look it up, see if it's written the way it actually should be because sometimes people just completely don't even do that right. And then read, you know, the chapter above, the chapter below, you know, some kind of context here on what it is, which is what Brandon's going to go into and probably ruin the verse for you. But we don't do that. We just take it and we're like, ooh, yay, that's cute. Yeah. And, and this Jeremiah 29, 11, not one of those verses. No. It may it, – it applies – in certain ways, to sure. it could uh, to you. Yep. Uh, as a Christian life, ultimately, let's go ahead and read the verse, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Because okay? everybody knows it, but I'll read it out of um, ESV. Verse eleven, twenty-nine, Jeremiah twenty-nine, eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you future and a hope. All right, so everybody knows that. They've heard it. They've seen it. Right? We we love it. We plaster it everywhere. It's it, you, Especially like you this it's, time with graduation and yes. everything. Girl oh. boss stuff. Oh, um, grief. Uh, workout stuff. Is this the one that – no, this isn't the one that – what's his name? has? No, no, okay. no, no, no. That's – he ha, John Jones has Philippians 4. But, okay, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. All right, so anyway, what do you – so everybody knows it, right? Well – Ultimately, okay, that can that can apply to you. That's true. The Lord does have if you are if you know the Lord and and you have the Spirit, sure. Then yes, the the Lord definitely does have plans for welfare and not for evil. You're sure. saved. Um, 
and to give you future and a hope. A promise of eternal life is pretty amazing. Uh, pretty, yeah. I that's mean. that's any that's, that's, that's. But we don't, we don't take it like that, do we? Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what it is. It would be the way that we would have to interpret that for us would be the future and the hope of eternal life and and what we're looking our blessed hope. Yep. And looking for the return of Christ. And looking for the return of Christ. So that would be what we're talking about. Not your future and hope here in this in this world and, and this in this is life. The problem. And that's the problem with it. Because in context What? Well, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Well, it's a very important tool that we have to use. Okay, hey. what was that like the blues clues or whatever where they pull the or no uh, mickey mouse clubhouse where they pull the tools out of the bag yeah you're like in this handy dandy tool pulling out context all right so in case you don't know your old testament history we understand that god communicated his messages through the prophets to his people okay well jeremiah was a prophet okay when he got called to give messages from God, he was probably a teenager, maybe, maybe 17. So Jeremiah was called very, very young to go and prophesy, give messages to the nation of Israel, who I just did a searing podcast, <laughs> just recorded one uh, explaining what that was, but... In case you don't know, Israel became a very, very proud nation, a very, very boisterous and sinful, immoral nation that completely disobeyed God. Completely. Okay, I mean, they went out and they were partying on the week. I mean, they were doing all the bad things that, like, your teenage, you know, that would be a nightmare if your teenage uh, kid did, right? Yeah. Some of you may even be suffering with some of some of this in reality so maybe sure. you're catching your kids going out and doing things they shouldn't be doing well this is exactly what happened here with god and the israelites that this is exactly where they had got to they had gotten they didn't care they knew god but they had their own they didn't trust in god they didn't love god and god started to get really 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 angry with them really angry just like you would if you found your kid out partying and doing drugs on the weekend, right? Like your your child, you don't know. Parent wants that. Just the things that you would consider just detestable, the most yeah, like, like blatant slap okay, in the face. Okay, not. To I, you. I keep saying partying, but yeah, not only that, they're in bed with like. Just think of like the most women detestable things, like that are just, such yeah, clear I mean, slaps just in the, your the face. The worst possible thing Bat. that you could think. And, and they don't care. And believe me, when we go over, because I am going to do the um, the Pink Unicorn series that we were talking about, because there's there's a there's one in Ezekiel, but the the meaning behind the verse, it's a very very it's like, dang, that's in the Bible, that is like probably the most offensive thing I've ever read in my life. I cannot believe that's in the Bible. But the meaning behind what he's saying in that passage is showing our how absurd and how disgusting our sin is towards God and how we hoard against. I mean, he uses harsh language, 
Hey, he calls them whores. That's that's what always cracks me up when people don't understand about Christianity, the seriousness of sexual immorality. Well, God compares in the Old Testament multiple times the sins of his people to sexual immorality, to a whore. We take it so lightly and now, though. I mean, we so really much, do. So much so that he made it into a literal message and example with another prophet where in Hosea where he's like go marry a whore and then she's going to go out and do whorish things and this is to show how you cheated me like that is what we're talking about here okay when God is angry, so much so that he is going to kick his teenage kid, a.k.a. Israel, out of the house for a long time, 70 years. They're going to be in exile in a pagan nation under a pagan king who is going to mistreat them, and they're not going to have a good time. So he's sending them off to camp, but it's like North Korean camp. So it that's how bad it is. It's so bad that Jeremiah is weeping. They, he is known as the weeping prophet because he goes and tries to prophesy and tell the people of Israel these things, but they won't listen. And he knows the reality of what's coming to Israel and what's going to happen. He's telling them, hey, y'all are going to get kicked out of the house. You you understand this is what's going to happen. Stop now. You could just turn and stop. If you, if you do, this won't happen. And then they wouldn't listen. So he goes, God, they're not listening. Now I know what's going to, this cannot happen. This can't, you can't, this, and Jeremiah freaks out. And so... God has to give him a message that he's like, hey, chill. I know what I'm doing. It's going to be bad, but it's okay. Because I have plans for a future and a hope. Not plans for evil for your, for your people. So it's on a horrible condition that God is having to make this promise to Israel. He's like, it's going to be so bad for you, but it's okay. I'm giving you words of comfort that after these 70 years, it'll be okay. So in context, that's very different from us just completely abusing the text and just plastering it on everything and saying that, girl, you know what? God has plans for you plans for your life for you to prosper and things to be great and to go well he just wants the very best of everything in this life for you that is the message it we're means teaching literally in the exact opposite because like could be more this first is having to promise you that it's okay after i punish you for disobeying me for doing these very same things that apparently i have plans for you for so that, in context, that's what this verse is talking about. So, 
that's what that verse really means. Yes, we know he has plans for us. Now, yes, this verse can mean what you want to think that it means. If you're thinking at it, thinking about it correctly. If you're putting it in correct context, because it turns to you suffering and struggling in this life. I can think of so many of you all right now. I get messages every single day that are struggling from all kinds of different things. I talk to people that are struggling from all kinds of different things. Okay, so there's comfort and there's and there's truth in saying God knows what he's doing and he's got awesome plans for you. Ultimately, that's what it does. So it does mean that because he does. But don't get that confused with thinking that you can apply that to an earthly life, an earthly idol, to yourself. Be careful taking scripture and making it about you. Lately, I've been, the Lord has been putting a lot of things on my radar here. Just, it's for me in my life, in my spiritual walk, it works in patterns. I'll see things. And I'll just keep seeing them over and over. I'll open up a book, you know, or in my notepad. And I'll see this verse that I'd been thinking about that I saw in the, you know, that I've been reading or or whatever. And that's just how it is. And so then I go, okay, that's what I know that I need to do today. Usually that gets me on my, gets my wheels going on that day. And Jeremiah 29, 11 had been around for a while. Not for any specific reason or anything like that. So none of you... You know, anybody else, like I said, that feels stupid, that's like, oh, man, I really thought that meant something. That's fine. I've done it. We've all we all do it or have done it. Oh, totally. Where we've taken yeah. a verse to totally mean totally out of context. Or you end up then reading through like the whole passage and you're like, right. Wait, that's not. But it's that. important that we start understanding these things and, and knowing these things, though, in context. And we can't just just spread it and just make it meaningless and worthless. I mean, this isn't something that the world should be able to take and just fly with. You know what I mean? Like this is not this is not meant. This is meant for something else. Let's keep this holy. Let's not profane this. You know, it it can apply to your Christian life. Amen. But we just have to change our perspective about things. So Please, everybody, don't beat yourself up. But this will be definitely a part of a shorter series that we're going to start doing. We're going to leave these really short. Sure. Depending. But we're going to just do the, the common Bible verses that are, that are used out of context. And we'll try to find true context and meaning to them instead of just posting them without knowing yeah. what they are. Well, and it's funny, too, when you think about it, because any verse that you see in any one of these, you know, little graphics or a church slogan, a T-shirt, a a sign for your house, whatever it is, um, anything that 
is causing you to put your hope, excitement, expectation, focus, whatever word you want to use, on things in this life, on this earth, that's usually a pretty dead giveaway that it is not being used properly. You need to go, like I said, read the whole book, read it at least a few chapters before, a few chapters after, figure out some context here. Uh, right, we shared that Bible Gateway mm-hmm. is a great website or app to go to yep. to help you figure that out. But anything that's putting your focus on the things here, dead giveaway. And the pro- and this is the problem with it. This is why it's a big deal. Because then you have people that come and they go, God just won't listen to me. What am I doing? I- I'm not doing this. But he he says here that he has these plans for me and I'll prosper and no one will harm me and he's going to give me this great hope for a future but yet I'm still sick I'm still struggling my my family are still unbelievers I'm being persecuted I I'm struggling I I you know all these horrible things are happening mm-hmm. I thought God if I love him and serve him that he'll love me and take care of me mm-hmm. and, and none of these things are happening why is God not there? Why is, you know, you start going down this and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. There is so much to that. But it starts with little things like this where we plaster these out of context verses right. on things. And the Lord declares he has plans for, for you to prosper and no one will harm you. He'll give you this great future. Where? Because the Beatitudes, Jesus basically stood up and said, all these good things that you're looking for, guess what? Not happening on this earth. This isn't where we're focused. It's the future. It's the one to come. Like, we are so screwed up in trying to focus everything here in this earth, in this life, and not on the one to come. And that's where all of our focus and everything is supposed to be on. Yeah. Yeah, amen. So that's what that is. So we're going to do a couple more. Uh, if you have a specific these? one that you've seen or yeah, you're interested, message know. it into us because we would love to, you know, look at Because there are some that are great and, you know, they really do. But for the most part, people take them and they twist them to make me feel good. Yeah. How can I use this verse to make me feel the best? Guess yeah. what? The Bible's not there for you to feel good about yourself. Nope. That's literally, that's like not at all what it's there to do. It's not what it's there for. Nope. Anything else? Nope. I think that's it.